and a new name, but it's still the same great show. We're calling it Main Street Preps this week, and now you can see us on video in addition to listening on audio. Tyler, what do you think of our new digs here? I love it. I love it. It feels like, uh, I mean, it feels very clean. Yeah, I think it looks great too. And we're going to talk in just a minute to Innsworth boys basketball coach Bradley Pearson. We're going to go over our rankings and we're going to discuss some of the top games of the week. So with that, let's get started with the first edition of Main Street Preps this week. This is Main Street Preps this week, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Now, here are your hosts. With Tyler Palmatier, here's Russell Venozzi. Hello and welcome to Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venozzi, joined as always by my counterpart, Tyler Palmatier. We are excited uh, to be coming to you guys on video this week for a change. And we are going to get things kicked off by talking to Innsworth boys basketball coach Bradley Pearson. We're going to go down the Fab 15 Mid-State basketball rankings, both boys and girls, and discuss some of the, the big movers there and some of the new entrants. And finally, we're going to top it off by previewing some of the top games to watch later on this week. First up is Innsworth coach Bradley Pearson. Bradley, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me. So it's been a couple of uh, months of change for you as well, Bradley. I know you took over as head coach just before official practices started in November. Was that kind of a little bit of a whirlwind there, uh, taking over as the head guy? Yeah, certainly. Uh, it, it's it's been a uh, it's been a fast paced uh, couple of months, uh, as it always is. Uh, but certainly with uh, taking over the, the the head role um, has been a little bit of a change. I think I was. Uh, Fortunate that I had I had been in his work for the previous uh, couple seasons, so had a good rapport uh, and relationships with our current players. So that's obviously made the transition uh, a little bit easier. And then was fortunate as well that uh, I, I had the opportunity to be a head coach uh, prior to being at Innsworth. So I've had some experience in that regard. So obviously a, a time of change, but was able to, uh, you know, to lean on some of those prior experiences to, to hopefully make the transition as smooth as possible for myself and for our team. Bradley, what's it like taking over for a coach who has such a illustrious history, uh, such as one that, uh, that Ricky Bowers had? I mean, is there, um, I know it's also a whirlwind during the transition, but, just stepping in for a guy that's done so much. What's that like? Um, it expectations are high. Um, you know, when you when you're stepping into a program that has had a lot of success, um, and obviously Coach Bowers and, and the Innsworth uh, boys team has had a lot of success over the you know the last ten or fifteen years. Um, so that's uh, it's, it's big shoes to fill for sure. Uh, Coach Bowers has a uh, been a great resource uh, and mentor for me, and obviously he's still here as our athletic director. So it's uh, it's great to have him in the building and be able to lean on him for uh, institutional knowledge and and bounce basketball questions off of him. Um, so I'm I'm fortunate that uh, he's still here to to help me with the transition as well. What about this? And then we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, move on to your current squad here. But did you expect that move to happen when it did? Were you surprised? Was there an, or was there an agreement in place before that that you'd be the coach to follow Ricky? Um, 
no, no, no agreement or anything in place. I think it was just a scenario where uh, you know the, the, the timing lined up, and uh, Coach Bowers was was ready to uh, to kind of move on into to the next chapter of, of his career uh, and step aside from his coaching duties. And uh, I was fortunate enough to to, to be uh, you know kind of right place, right time. And it was obviously something that me and him had talked about, um, you know, before the transition happened. And and I, I knew as uh, as as is the case that at some point he was going to retire. He didn't have as many years ahead of him as he had behind him being a guy that's been doing it for a long, long time. Um, so, you know, I was kind of sitting on go when the opportunity presented itself. And uh, even though it was a little bit late uh, in the game, uh, you know, I was ready to go and, and jump right in. And you mentioned how you've been able to lean on the experiences that you've had both as a head coach and also just the familiarity with Innsworth's players. I know you were the, the head coach at one point at Swanee and also Darlington School in Georgia, uh, both schools where you where you attended and played basketball. Um, I guess, Bradley, my question is, being a first-time head coach uh, you know, several years ago when you were, was that – are there just some inherent kind of learning lessons that come with that that, that maybe this time around um, are a little easier for you? Like is there anything specific that – uh, it's kind of been easier this time. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is probably just knowing what to expect. Um, I mean, I think the thing about coaching that you, you know it's it's unique is that uh, every it doesn't matter. You know, you can you can take a veteran coach that's been doing it for thirty or forty years and coach hundreds and hundreds of games, and and there's always something new. Um, you know, happens or there's a new experience or you know you, you get caught off guard by something. It's an ever evolving. Uh, thing and you're always learning um but I think you know I, I at least had the experience of, of of having been a head coach and having been in charge I, I think you know the biggest difference largely kind of in transitioning from an assistant to a head coach and I had a I had a, a, an older coach that was a mentor of mine say this to me at one point that kind of resonated is when you're an assistant coach you're in the business of making suggestions and when you become the head coach you're in the business of making decisions um, so sometimes it's easy as an assistant to throw a lot of ideas out there, but then when you actually are the one having to make the final decision, uh, it becomes a little bit more difficult uh, at times. So um, I, I kind of already had that experience, and I'm, I'm back in the position of being the one that has to, to make the final decision, which is um, exciting, but but an added added challenge because it's, it's not just a suggestion game. It's, I'm the one they're looking at it, whether it goes good or it goes bad. Let's let's move on to your your current team. Bradley, which is playing really well despite coming off a loss against Brentwood Academy. That that's a group that has looked as good as anybody uh, BA has. Looking at that game, Malik Dia was impressive, and, and not just because he finished with 19 points, but because he worked through those three early fouls and found a way to be productive after that. Um, when you look at Malik's entire game compared to last year, what what do you think he's improved upon the most? He has. Um continued to evolve in terms of his uh, perimeter skills. I think he was a guy that over the, the his sophomore and junior seasons, um, he never shot it quite as well in games from the perimeter as, as we saw him uh, in practice. He would always be a guy when we, when we sat shooting drills and, and different things in practice. Um, he was consistently, you know, one of our better uh, three-point shooters on paper, um, but he hadn't really quite seen that necessarily translate uh, in, into into live action in games, um, and that's certainly you know certainly been a jump he's made this year. Um, he's shooting uh, 
forty percent uh, from three on the season, um, and he's made uh, he's making right at uh, two a game. I think he's made uh, thirty three threes on the season. Um, so you know, pretty high volume has shot over eighty threes this year uh, in games and hitting that a forty percent clip. Um, so that's been an evolution. And then I think the other thing with Malik is he's he's continued to kind of uh, work on his body. He's worked hard in the weight room over the course of the last couple of years and has gotten physically uh, stronger, um, which I think obviously that helps any, any player's game and certainly any younger player's game is that development in the weight room. But uh, he's just better at finishing around the rim, a more sturdy defender, a more consistent rebounder and all those things. Uh, you know, I attribute a lot of that to his work in the in the weight room. And Malik obviously grabs a lot of headlines and for good reason, but another player we want to highlight is Tony Gaines. He stepped up for Innsworth in a big way down the stretch run last season. Bradley, how important has Tony been to all the success you guys have had so far this year too? Oh, man, Tony's uh, – his impact is almost uh, immeasurable. He – He's, he's it's kind of cliche, but I mean he's one of the he's one of those guys that does a lot of things that don't show up uh, in the box score, um, and he does a lot of great things that show up in the box score. But I mean he's he's consistently uh, one of our better defenders, and he draws uh, most nights the assignment of, of, of trying to uh, limit the, the the better offensive players uh, on our opposition, and then. You know, he just kind of does a little bit of everything. I mean, Tony uh, this year is he's third on our team in scoring. He's second in rebounding. He's second in assists. He uh, leads us in steals. Um, so, you know, he's just kind of the stat stuffer guy um, that, that does a little bit of everything for us. And then he's got con- he just consistency, I think, would be maybe the, the word I would use to describe him. And he just – Day in, day out, in games, in practice, uh, he shows up. He gives great effort. He's always got a uh, positive attitude. And, uh, you know, I think his, his, as a result of that, his teammates, uh, you know, are always kind of looking to him. He's kind of our uh, emotional leader on a lot of levels. Sort of similar similar question because it's – I'm going to ask you about Devaki Gar. Uh, he, he really played well against Brentwood Academy last week and was was especially aggressive in the second half to keep that game close. What can you tell people about uh, Devaki and, and what has he brought to your backcourt? Uh, Devaki's a guy with a lot of experience. Um, I mean, Devaki's a guy that, uh, that played uh, on the varsity as an eighth grader. Um, he, he started um, a lot of games as a freshman um, and – Obviously, then again, last year as a starter. So, I mean, he's a guy that as a junior this year has a ton of experience um, and has been in a lot of big moments. Um, really good shooter. Um, he, he leads us uh, in, in three-point makes. He's made 53 threes this year. Same thing as I kind of hit on with Malik. I mean, a really good shooter. He's shooting over 40% this year from behind the arc. So, that's kind of his calling card. Um, but, you know, good, good ball handler is able to really – he's really – uh, quick, like elite type speed with the ball in his hands. He's really good 94 feet end to end, so he's really good when we're playing fast uh, and playing with tempo. And then, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, kind of the same thing with his speed. Um, you know, he's got the ability to uh, be a really good on-ball defender and, and bother, uh, you know, opposing guards uh, by being able to get up in them and, and, and put pressure on the ball. Um, so, I mean, he – He's, the ball's in, in his hands a lot, and he's in a lot of ways kind of our engine that's 
that I guess that kind of makes us go because he's he's the guy when he's doing well and he's, he's pushing the pace. Uh, you know, that's probably when we're at our best, especially from an offensive standpoint. So Tyler has alluded to uh, the, the Brentwood Academy loss a couple times here, but that that was Innsworth's first loss in three weeks. Um, Bradley, is there anything you guys can take away from that game to help you in the next meeting uh, against Brentwood Academy and and just over the next few weeks of league play in general? Yeah, I think uh, obviously uh, Brentwood Academy has a great team, and uh, you know haven't been beat this yet this year. They played super well together. Um, they've got a lot of those guys that were you know that are kind of their their key cogs of other team this year have a lot of experience from 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 last season when they had a had a had a great team and uh, you know made it all the way to the uh, the state title uh, state championship game. Um, you know I think the the thing that we probably uh, did not do a great job of on uh, last Friday night is taking care of the ball. Um, they forced us into an uncharacteristic amount of turnovers. Um, and I thought that was one of the, the keys to the game. And, you know, cr- credit to them. I mean, they're very connected defensively. They play with great uh, with great energy and effort. And, uh, you know, I think they exposed us uh, in some spots there. So we'll we'll learn from that, hopefully, and, uh, you know, hopefully be, be more prepared for that uh, when we see them again in a couple weeks. And then hopefully we can learn from it, too, as we'll, we'll play some other teams in our district that will – you know, that'll pick us up and play a full court and, and, and we'll try to speed the game up and turn us over. So hopefully we can learn from some of the issues we had against uh, BA and, and be better prepared uh, for that down the stretch. Yeah, Bradley, no shortage of uh, opportunities to, to get better against this schedule, this Division uh, 2AA middle region. Uh, CPA, MBA, Father Ryan, Brentwood Academy, Pope Prep, Lipscomb Academy, and Endsworth are currently a combined 83-25, and 25, which is – kind of uh, ridiculous, to be honest. It's a tough region to play in. How does it compare to previous years, do you think? The the, the, the region and the district is always, uh, you know, super tough. Um, it, this year, uh, it seems uh, it seems almost uh, more competitive uh, than it's been. Obviously, you just quoted, I didn't know the collective record. That's pretty impressive uh, for the entire group. It says a lot about the players and coaches uh, in our league. Um, you know, it's always been a been a tough league over the last couple of years. The addition of uh, of CPA into the, the league this year has done nothing but but bolster that um, and, and made it that much uh, stronger because we just added another another great team uh, to the fold. Um, so it's a, it's a challenge every night um, that we play a district game and we, you know challenge our our guys that you know you got to be ready and locked in and engaged uh, on a on a nightly basis because if you're not uh you're you're in for you're in for trouble uh with with any of those teams that that we'll face in in the league well bradley we appreciate you joining us today and i I just checked the forecast it looks like there's no snow for at least the next week so hopefully you guys are (laughs) in the clear there and can uh, get back on schedule and uh, keep things rolling here hey i appreciate you guys time and thanks for having me absolutely that's been insworth boys basketball coach bradley pearson who's got the tigers playing really well in his first season as a head coach. And Tyler, he didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for that role, but he uh, he settled right in, and and the, the Tigers are playing really well right now. Yeah, that is int- – I mean, uh, that was that was a pretty big surprise when it happened. There's not – during football season, there's not a whole lot of headlines that make you stop everything that you're doing and write a, a basketball story. But that was definitely one of them, the combination of, of Ricky Bowers stepping aside from the sideline and then bringing in a – 
a new coach in Bradley, of course, new being, uh, you know, he was on the staff, but a new, new head role. And I thought that was interesting what he said about uh, head coaches being decision makers and assistant coaches being su- suggestion makers, uh, because that's, that kind of tells you all you need to know about the pressure of a head coaching job right there. Um, mm-hmm. It's pr- Sometimes it's pretty easy to make a suggestion, but when you're the guy that actually has to put your name on a decision, uh, that gets a little tougher. So, uh, yeah, he, he has done a really good job. It's that's not a, That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, that was a great quote. And, you know, reading into that story, of course, the highlight, the one that you're talking about, was Ricky Bauer step, stepping down. But then you read into Pearson's, bio a little bit and you realize this guy's got a lot of experience both playing and coaching at the college and high school level so Innsworth certainly in good hands there and it's showing Um, and speaking of that Tyler let's move on now to our Fab 15 mid-state basketball power rankings we gave those a fresh update yesterday now that um, things are a little bit back on schedule we're we're trying to get those released every Monday and uh, you know you did the boys, I did the girls, so let's just talk about them here. I'll, I'll start it out just by running down the girls list here. And uh, we've got Blackman, number one. Number two, Innsworth. Three is Webb School. Four is Page. Five is Cookville. Coming in at six is a new entrant is Coffee County. Seven is Loretto. Eight is Lebanon. Nine, Warren County. Ten, Livingston Academy, another new entrant. Eleven is Brentwood Academy. Twelve is White County. 13 is Upperman, 14 is Rossview, and Brentwood slotted in again at number 15. Summertown and Stewart's Creek both dropped out, and East Nashville and Father Ryan just missed out on the rankings and can certainly play themselves into a spot next week, uh, depending on how things shake out. So, Tyler, that is the the new set of girls' rankings, and I think the teams that really stuck out to me the most were were the teams that entered this week, and, and they really jumped right up the rankings too. Coffee County had a big week. Um, knocking off Warren County. I believe that was their first loss in 12 games. And then Livingston kind of showed that they might be the class of outside of Cookville, that they may, may be the class of the upper Cumberland. Cause I believe they beat both white County and upper men last week to improve to 16 and two. So those were kind of my takeaways there. Is anything stand out to you about these, these girls rankings? Um, well, we didn't, I guess kind of consistent with the, Boys, although they're two different things, not a whole lot of movement at the top. I mean, I think the contenders kind of remain who we think they are in uh, in their respective classes. When you look at one through five, um, Blackman, Ensworth, Webb, Page, and Cookville. I mean, those are just uh, five teams that are playing really, really well. Um, I mean, Page just seems like they just have an, a, a blowout. Uh, blowout after blowout. Um, Ensworth's record's a little different because they're at nine. You know, they've kind of played a little bit tougher of a schedule, but we were, we were talking with Bradley Pearson before we came on about how impressive Jelani Cambridge is um, and, and Kennedy Cambridge too, her sister, but nobody, I, I've just never seen anybody. I don't think I've ever seen a girls basketball player move that fast in uh, with the ball in her hands in person, you know, of, of players that I've covered. So, uh, you know, that one and two conversation is certainly interesting, kind of like uh, our boys' side. We've got one really good private school and one uh, one public school that's playing really well. Uh, so it's um, – and I, I guess I, that's kind of looking at the top. Coffee County, you're right, had a huge week to get in at number six. So uh, that's that's a team that's really on a roll too. Yeah, they, they kind of snuck in there and – when I was looking at them, I realized their only losses are to Blackman and Page. I believe they lost to Blackman twice. So 
you can't hold that against them too much, being that Blackman's number one and Page no. is number four. So Coffee County is very much in the mix, and that's even despite losing their best player last year, uh, Bella Vinson. She's off the Lipscomb now and already playing well as a freshman. I believe she was a Miss Basketball candidate. I don't think she won last year, but she was really good. And now they've got a uh, whole host of new players, including her sister, um, Olivia Vinson, I believe, is a freshman now at, at Coffee County. So they've kind of just reloaded, and mm-hmm. uh, they're right there in, in the mix. But uh, so that that's kind of where the girls' rankings stand. And, of course, you can see both of these on the homepage at MainStreetPreps.com right now and throughout the week. They'll be available as well. Just search up Fab 15 in, in the search box if you don't see it on the front. But, Tyler, let's, uh, let's hear how you kind of rank the boys this week. Yeah, uh, I've got. I had Beach at number one, twenty-one and zero. Uh, I, I would, you know, Beach is not blowing everybody out like they used to be, or like they once were. But uh, you know, there's th- that's still a really good basketball team. We had a good conversation with Brentwood Academy coach Matt Hop last week about how the top teams sh- uh, kind of should look. Uh, it's funny because he's his team probably has an argument for number one as well. Um, so I stuck with Beach at number one, but it goes one Beach, two Brentwood Academy, three Cane Ridge, four Columbia, five Innsworth, six Pope Prep, seven East Nashville, eight CPA, nine Pickett County, 10 Green Hill, 11 Good Pasture, 12 Lebanon, 13 Lipscomb Academy, 14 Independence, 15 Ravenwood. Um, and Lipscomb, Independence, and Ravenwood are your new three teams uh we lost we lost father ryan cookville and friendship from that poll last week um and you know i think independence and ravenwood out in that in that district uh in williamson county i think are playing well enough to be to be included uh i i think columbia academy at 15 and 4 clarksville at 12 and 2 and greenbrier 15 and 1 are three teams that are deserving to be in that conversation for one of those last few spots um so We'll just kind of have to see how it, how things shake out. A couple of these teams are going to play each other, and there's just there's going to be movement. So uh, there's definitely opportunities to to jump into this poll. But um, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe what stood out to me the most is I'm, I'm trying to figure out Lebanon um, and kind of who they are. Uh, they've been a little up and down, but Jared Hall has not been available this month for the entirety of the month, so that kind of plays a factor. Uh, I was real impressed with East Nashville when I saw them. So, you know, I, I like them being in that top 10 for sure. That's a, that's a really good group. But Russell, what, what stands out to you maybe about the boys' rankings? Yeah, I think it's interesting that in both the girls and boys, we uh, the public school, at least the top public school, is holding off the top private school. It'd be great if they could somehow play, um, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon unless there's a tournament, special tournament or something like that. But yeah, you know, this is a, a solid list. I got to see CPA last week, and, you know, they they looked like they were going to take one on the chin to NBA pretty badly, and uh, I think they were down by as many as 20 in the third quarter, but they came back, uh, made it a game, and ended up only losing by one. And uh, they actually maybe could have tied the game, had a foul on the floor, actually been called a shooting foul because Jake Dykstra, um, he was fouled, and as he was fouled, and I've, I've got the video, and it's it's kind of debatable whether it was on the floor or not, but... Like, as he's fouled, his feet are on the floor, and then he takes a shot. He actually banks the three. It goes in. So it could have been a four-point play, but the refs immediately oh, wow. were, were pointing to uh, a foul on the floor. And th- this was in the final seconds, too. But anyways, uh, besides that, CPA is having, having a good year there in Kevin Maggard's first season. And, uh, you know, Good Pasture is another one that they've re- recovered nicely 
I believe they're three and zero since losing Isaiah West, uh, or three and one since losing Isaiah West to um, the season-ending knee injury. Uh, so I'm interested to see kind of how how they hang in there because I think that re- that uh, district in that region that Good Pasture is a part of is kind of wide open now, uh, whereas before Good Pasture kind of looked like the runaway favorite. It may be a little more competitive with the Davidson Academy Friendship Christians of the world, but uh, so far they're they're hanging tough. And then it's also awesome to see one of the teams I used to cover in Robertson County, Greenbrier, sitting there at 15-1. to 1. They've come a long way in the last few years. So uh, good to see them getting a little bit of recognition. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to parlay this good start into some postseason su- success because I know it's been – I don't have it in front of me, but it's been a while since Greenbrier basketball has had a record like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's That segues us perfectly into, into our, our games of the week or certainly some of the top games of the week. The schedule's pretty fluid. Um, we have now, I think, postponements from two weeks ago that were postponed to last week that have now been postponed again. So, um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, you know, the, the makeup dates are kind of all over the place. But let's look, let's start with the boys. And you mentioned Greenbrier. We're going to mention them here. Let's, but let's start with the boys' games of the week for Friday. Uh, Franklin at Independence, I think, has a chance to be a really fun one. Uh, it's it's a pivotal District 11-4A game. Jet Montgomery's been really good for Independence. They're putting up a ton of points. Franklin, from what I know about them and from what I've seen, uh, usually a pretty good defensive team, pretty sound and fundamental. So I think that could be a great could be a great game or just you know one of those ones that has a great finish. Another one I think could be really good. Uh, NBA at six and six at Lipscomb Academy on Friday. Um, Lipscomb coming in at 13 and four. Uh, just another one of those tough D2 AA middle region games, you know, that just sort of based on past results looks like it could be a really close one. Uh, I think NBA is is coming around and, and, and starting to play better. I think they're one of those teams that's just going to play a little bit better as the year goes on because they've got a couple guys that joined them a little late due to football and, uh, so NBA right now probably has a super high ceiling that they still haven't touched, which got to keep got to keep an eye on as playoffs approach. Lipscomb playing well right now. Another team that has has a number of football guys too. So um, Columbia Academy fifteen and four at Web School checking in at nine and seven. Uh, I think Columbia Academy is a, a, a group that's been making some noise for a while and it could you know definitely in the conversation to, to be in the fab 15. This is a good test for them. Will Jackson had 24 points against BJ last week. He's been playing well lately. Uh, so that's another one to keep an eye on next Tuesday though. I said, we'd talk about Greenbrier Greenbrier at Creekwood. Now I, I don't, I don't this Greenbrier is 15 and one hasn't played like the toughest schedule. I, I think this is, this could be a good test on the road against a Creekwood team. That's, that's played pretty well. And, um, on a Tuesday on the road, I just it's I, I think that'll be a good test for Greenbrier, but they're uh, definitely off to a great start, uh, and that's next Tuesday. Girls uh, BA at CPA this Friday. Trinity Fields and Millie Brown have, have been really good for BA. Uh, Eagles are in that tough region with Ensworth, so every game really matters. Um, and, and CPA's played well also, so that, that another good test. Uh, this one. We're, Focusing a little bit on Metro and a little bit on that Williamson County uh, district, if you will. Hillsboro eleven and three at Brentwood at twelve and five. Dariana Salter and Latasia Williams have been really good for Hillsboro. Uh, it's a big opportunity for for the Burroughs uh, against a team that 
in Brentwood that's kind of hanging out down there at number 15 in our, in our Fab 15 rankings. Uh, you get a win like this, and I think Hillsborough is going to be in that conversation to be ranked. Um, for Brentwood, Sidney Ryan's had a monster. Sidney Ryan had a monster week for the Bruins last uh, last week to get them three more wins. Uh, she averaged twenty two point three points and seven point three rebounds, uh, made forty five percent of her threes. So, not not going to be an easy one on the road for Hillsborough, but um, certainly a an interesting one to keep an eye on uh, this week. And uh, all things go like they're supposed to. Russell, are you supposed to cover that game? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm excited for that one. The the Hillsborough-Brentwood. Um, hopefully the boys' game will be a good one too. But yeah, I kind of had that girls' game circled there. And um, you mentioned Sydney Ryan having a great season. And her younger sister, um, Ella, is a freshman. And they're both in the lineup. And I believe she's the second leading scorer behind Sydney. So the two Ryan sisters have been have been huge for Brentwood. And you know, on the other side, like you said, Hillsborough has made a nice run here. And you know, they've got to get through some of these Williamson County teams, though. I believe they lost to Summit last week. Um, so that was a tough one. But, you know, this this kind of is another opportunity for them to show, like you said, how, how legitimate they are and um, and how just how far they might be able to go against some of these top teams like Brentwood. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Should be a good one. And uh, wh- where are you going Friday, Tyler? Um, I wish you'd asked me yesterday because, uh, honestly – What's well, didn't we agree on NBA Lipscomb Academy? Um, NBA Lipscomb, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. And Harpeth Hall playing in the game before. Yeah, with, I, with I, girls. So, yeah. So by the end of the week, I'll be able to have seen uh, Pope. Um, this is kind of my. I'm kind of just uh, having a week in that in that middle region. I got Pope CPA tonight, uh, which is uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, and then uh, NBA Lipscomb Friday, so uh, I'm gonna be able to see. Oh, shoot, I'm gonna have seen almost all these teams. I just need to see Father Ryan. So, um, anyways, we were kind of joking earlier that that region needs its own beat writer, and I guess I'm yeah. playing that. I guess I'm playing that role this week. If you, You're that guy. Lump in last Friday, yeah, because I've been to all. Of them. Yeah, well, should be a great week of basketball, Tyler, and um, hopefully everybody enjoyed <laughs> this new format and. Like, like we joked about before, if, uh, if video is not your thing, this is still going to be available on all the plat- podcast platforms that it's previously been available on, like Apple, Spotify, and Google, and several others. So if you, if you like listening there, it's, it's still going to be there. But if you, um, you know, like the added video component, being able to see us, being able to see a picture of our guests, and also some awesome graphics and stuff that our producer, JP Plant, has added in, then be sure to check out our, our video edition. And with that, you can stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com all week for coverage from across the mid-state, and we will see you back here next week on Main Street Preps This Week. You've been listening to Main Street Preps This Week, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Follow Tyler Palmatier and Russell Bonozzi on Twitter and follow Main Street Preps and coverage of all across Middle Tennessee at Main Street Preps.